gentlemen you know the name you know the voice you know exactly why i'm here just in case if you don't i'm a 26 year old piece of gold the messiah of the microphone and the greatest sports and recreational podcaster in the world today i am philip antoine i am joined by the 15 time bullet cast champion the canadian destroyer mr no days off bt brandon tan guma one of the stars of los padres I heard you played on Sunday and your boys won. BT, how you doing? It's Wednesday. You know what that means, player. Yup, another edition of the Bullocast. We're here. And yep, vibes are high. Los Padres finally won a game. First time in like a century. But but damn it, we're here. We won a game. Vibes are high. We got this. Got a bunch of stuff to talk about. And uh, I think we have a third person here today, Philip. Yes. It's been... I, I Honestly, I don't even know. I Maybe... Um, it's been a long time. Should have left you without a dope. Without a dope. Oh, oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait a second, Brandon. Um, well, you know, I'm the straight guy. I just, uh, you know, keep a calm, cool, collected. And uh, well, you know, Brian is here. Brian Tronic, welcome everybody. Welcome, uh, you know, former Bullocast champion. But uh, thank yeah. you, thank you. It's so good to be back. Um, my casters, um, my friends, my family, thank oh, you bro. for welcoming me back into your ears. Uh, I'm back, baby. He is, he is, he is back. Uh, we have things to talk about. Um, Brian, what have you been up to, man? Being a dad again. Well, more of a dad. I was already a dad, but now I'm more of a dad. Nights where I feel, you know, after a while, okay, the baby, my new son, Zaire, he's he's like five weeks, six weeks, six weeks old now. And, you know, probably about the, the third or fourth week, I really sat there and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe, like, we have a baby again. Like, we can't just eat dinner watch a show and then be like, all right, we're going to look at our phones until two o'clock in the morning and then go to sleep. Oh, and you hear him. Uh, he's making a, an appearance right here. Did you, did you guys hear that? Yeah. He's not the first baby we've had on the show. No, definitely not. But he is the new baby. Yeah, that's right. He's the new baby. And the old babies got to get out the way. Oh, I mean, oh. well, it's one of the many babies who have been on this show. I'm not going anywhere. That's a, <laughs> that's a, dis, that's a diss to the terrible valet. Shout out to the King of the Hill. From, from the OG Bullocast days a few years ago. But, yeah, we are here uh, to talk about all things wrestling. Um, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, some, uh, some, some new things have come out. I haven't actually read a lot of this stuff. I've skimmed, I've skimmed through uh, 
headlines and little bits of articles and whatnot. But uh, Brandon Tanguma, take it away. Yes, because, you know, I'm here for the the seriousness, the serious portions of this podcast. uh, But yes, we do have more Vince McMahon um, allegations, hush money payments. Uh, The Wall Street Journal came out with another uh, article last week saying that now there is a total, well, an addition of $12 million of four separate hush money payments, NDAs, whatever you like to call them. Um, They range from 2005, 2006, uh, up to 2018, I believe is kind of like the latest ones. But um, one involves a wrestler Uh, in 2005, a, a woman wrestler, apparently Vince McMahon, uh, tried to coerce her into having oral sex and he tried to go further and she said no and then apparently she was later demoted and released and she threatened to come forward with this in 2018 and this is where the uh, money comes up um, some other uh, things like a manager and some other lower level employees with wwe so the first one it was a consensual relationship yes there might be some other aspects that can be frowned upon but these newer allegations these newer payments are seemingly less consensual more on the roads of sexual harassment sexual assault and the wall street journal these same people that uh, did the first article to the second one have said that there is still more to come so this is not so, the end this for is Vince McMahon. this is where i jump in so you said there were things frowned upon about the consensual relationship. Yes. What is there to be frowned upon? The, it was well, a consensual relationship. This woman, um, apparently, well, Vince McMahon hired her to be a paralegal at a hundred thousand dollars, where she didn't apply. She seemingly did not have the right uh, resume or the right history to be qualified for this position. And then Vince goes and gives her a promotion to two hundred thousand dollars. And then also, as I said, that, that's more the frowned upon part where you're taking company funds, giving it to somebody who you're having sexual relations with when maybe you can give it to somebody else who you're not having sexual relations with and you can actually use that money towards someone who's qualified for the position. Before I go on any further, Brian, have you, what, are, what are your thoughts on all this VKM stuff that's been going on the past few weeks? So it's a little weird. Um I'm kind of just sitting back waiting to see what else happens because there's always more to the story. I just want to get that. I just want to say that first and foremost, number one, number two, I think, you know, it shouldn't be much of a surprise. I mean, everyone's had thoughts and uh, feelings and we've heard rumors and stories about how things have gone on about how Mr. McMahon has handled situations and, and inside the office and, things of that nature. There's a lot of people who have said worse things and there's speculation of worse things that uh, have gone on between Vince and, you know, whoever woman employees and whatnot. What are these worse things? I'm not just sitting on dirt sheets trying to find out stuff. Well, I mean, I'm not either. I'm just saying over the years, you know, Vince McMahon has always been accused of being a sleaze ball, being a, someone who is holding somebody back or someone threatening someone. Uh, like if you don't, do this for me i mean he's played several characters on tv uh several personas in which people are are thinking the on-screen persona is how the homie is in real life 
That's well, I Vince mean, McMahon did say that one of his greatest joys in life is pushing an unsuspecting person into a pool. That is not something a normal person says. Well, I mean, it's it's a prank. And, uh, you know, just everything that's gone on with Jr. while he's been with the company, you know, making fun of his Bell's palsy, uh, doing the Dr. Hanky, not Dr. Hanky, that's uh, South Park, Dr. Heine. That was another one. Um, and there's some other questionable things that kiss my ass has, club has, I mean, has gone on tv the kiss my ass club was to make him the most hated man in wrestling and he succeeded <laughs> it was designed for the character mr mcmahon to become a hated villain and he succeeded maybe now, he was so good at it though because it was happening in real life i don't and all the and all the ways that he depicted women the tristratus stuff him having uh, on air affairs, which you can say, oh, yeah, that was just his character. But as we know, he's been doing things behind the scenes as well. And, uh, you know, the women's division has been fluctuated since he's took over. And, and, and so, let's say this. He doesn't have a problem with turning other people's real life problems into a storyline. So you would think that maybe he, he the things he's doing in storyline, he might have wanted to try in real life. I don't know about any of that because we don't. <laughs> Fill up. My, my whole thing with all the NDAs and everything like that—it's a non-disclosure agreement, correct? You were not allowed to speak about said whatever happened with um, the person involved who made you sign said NDA. So therefore, these people have said something to someone. Uh-oh. And therefore, they are in breach of a legal contract. Uh, well, technically, that doesn't mean that someone said something. That just means that they know that these agreements have taken place. Are we sure? I mean, it's Vince McMahon. Are you? You're really sure nobody said anything? But you're saying the people a part of this NDA agreement. I'm saying there's people who know that these NDA agreements have taken place, and that's why all these things are coming to light. And it's kind of hard to hide four million, five million, twelve million. All these, you know. It's a lot of money. Swiss bank accounts, brother. <laughs> How would they know? That's, that's There's only one way to know. Vince not talking. Some Somebody else is talking. I'm sure the lawyer has to sign an NDA too. <laughs> like, hey, you can't say ish about what, what's going on here. Um, I mean, look, man, this, this is the kind of thing that happened. I mean, have you heard Jericho's thoughts on this? This was before on it. this was before the new. Oh yeah, this was this, the Jericho's thoughts were before the new one. Jericho basically said he's just a dude. He was smashing a chick and paid her not to talk about it. Nothing's really going to happen to him. But then these new ones have come out now. Like like I said, I've never heard about the the rape allegations or anything like that because you know I, I just watch the product and, and things like that. I'm not I'm not googling Vince McMahon. Uh, whatever you know mm-hmm. horror stories or vince mcmahon allegations or anything like that because i actually have a life um right me too yeah dude so i mean we'll see what really comes of this once we have all the information about everything but uh i don't i'm don't... just asking what what do you need uh what what is everything what is there else to, I mean, to show that vince isn't a, a terrible human being i mean is he really I mean, I think we've, history has shown that he might not be the most 
the best person in the world. Well, and I don't know. We, uh, you guys it's heard about reads controversy, Brandon. You guys read the report of how he, ha- you know, after coming backstage, after when he went out there on SmackDown, he said, fuck him. Well, how do we know he actually said that? See, that's my thing <laughs> with these dirt sheets. How do we actually know he's I need a video. I need an audio recording. I need I need something to prove he actually said that. Mm, yeah, I mean. You've got a point, Philip. I, I, I always I but think I think that if, way too if Vince McMahon were to come through the curtain and however many people are there, dozens of people, I'm pretty sure it's kind of easy for, to interpret and interpret if he says that and then someone else goes to whoever first reported it. It's not exactly okay. a hard thing so to report on Sunday at Ugwa. If I'm 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 backstage and somebody says something and I just go on, I just go report it to hey, hey, hey so-and-so said this. You know, that is a firsthand account. Sure, but what I like, what if they ask me, all right, can you prove it? How can I prove it? You say that you saw him say it. Okay, but but, you were at the show. Okay. You have an alibi. People have seen you that you're at the show. People saw that you're backstage. Sure, I was at the show. Sure. But they're like, can you, can you hand me documentation that this was, that this was said? So every single thing that you ever see on the internet that you see with news, you have to see physical copies and physical proof of every single thing you see on the internet and every single piece. Of I mean, in the rest in the wrestling world, because everything is so far gone with these dirt sheets and dudes who are just writing to get access and to the stories that are most likely not even happening and and things like that. You know what I mean? That's my whole point. Every time anything dirt sheet comes up, but these this isn't the dirt sheet. This is the Wall Street Journal. Well, this they're the biggest dirt sheet there is. <laughs> what would have been say? Fuck. Netflix. <laughs> Netflix pulled the Vince McMahon gig. They they did because it's uh it, it, at the moment yeah, but I mean the Vince McMahon gig will be back. Do you think Vince McMahon should be removed from? like permanently removed and he should be step away from creative and all that. Do you, do you, if this comes out to be like 100% true and all who, that, who knows how to run the ship better than the guy that created the ship. Maybe people well, the past under- 20 years, uh, everything has gone down except for TV deals and stuff, but ratings down critically. It's not exactly the best product ever, but they're making more money, brother. And then what Thanks happened to Nick Khan? And then what happens when those TV deals or those sponsors that are like, oh, man, maybe we shouldn't be paying this guy because this guy right. doesn't seem like he's on the up and up. And then that's when the chickens come home to roost. What if NBC and I, I, would, Fox... I would like to think the brand WWE itself is even bigger than it's uh, well, tech, technically still owner, but the guy that created the thing. Mm. But people know who runs it because he is. Well, technically, Stephanie McMahon runs it at the moment. So, but people know that he's still running the ship in terms of creative. Okay, but that has nothing to do with uh, media deals. Yes, it does. They're literally buying the creative product of WWE television. I mean, him deciding who wins the United States Championship isn't going to secure a team. Philip, I heard you're on a bad ankle. You should you should stop backtracking this much. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna really aggravate it. You're gonna really aggravate it. You're gonna even hurt your other ankle. Him booking Ziggler to super kick theory isn't going to 
Is it going to decide whether or not Fox wants to buy SmackDown for another four years? Like what? Well, the person in charge of booking that show is alleged of doing a lot of sexual assaults and rape and all these other different things. I don't think they would like to associate themselves with that. Can I ask something? Is this worse than him striking a deal with Saudi Arabia? No. In terms of like outrage, public outrage and his image, how his image looks. I mean, because his image has been trashed for a while. I mean, look, they only talk about Saudi Arabia when they go there. They're not praising it all year round. Right. They they talk about it for like two to three weeks before the show. They talk about it during the show, obviously, because they're in Saudi Arabia. And then, well, this happened at our crown jewel show, so-and-so. And then, boom, yeah, that's it. It's not a good look. It's not as bad as all these sexual allegations. But, I mean, when it first started, the whole Jamal Khashoggi thing went down. And I think that's when it definitely, well, even in that case, it didn't get like, I think, as big of mainstream publicity as maybe it could have or should have had. Yeah. But kind of like what Philip said, like it's, I think people have just kind of come to see for what it was. And there's like a lot of people like the live golf tournament out in, uh, they're sponsored by Saudi Arabia. There's a lot of Saudi money floating around that a lot of people are taking. So it's not, it's not like WWE is the only people doing that. Okay. Yeah, All TK right. has a has a Saudi deal. We don't talk about that. I'll give TK some slack. Some black people actually won on TV and they want some titles tonight. <laughs> Vince has been doing that for years. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, um, I mean, you know, we, we we've talked about allegations on this show so much, whether whether they be music artists or tycoons or anything in between, you know. It's a, uh, it, it, it is, it is something. It is something. It is always something. It is indeed. Yeah. Oh no, man. We'll have to, we'll have to, like stat guy, Greg says, stat guy, Greg says, let it all play out. Yep. 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 Um, moving on from the VKM of it all. Play it like a Drake album. <laughs> what? Now, here we go again. <laughs> I heard that. Oh, yeah, I heard you too. Huh? Oh, are you listening to the show when you're not on it? Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> you you heard the the 30 minute debate about Drake. <laughs> what did you now do? I'm right. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Take care was more successful than if you're reading this it's too late, bro. <laughs> it's just a fact. They made vinyls to take care. They didn't make vinyls of the one you like, bro. I think I'm pretty sure they did, but okay. No, they. I, I, I think I. <laughs> I could I go to take, Target and buy Take Care right now. Stop yourself. I think Take Care was a better album, but if you're reading this, it's too late. It was probably more culturally impactful. I mean, what about Nothing Was the Same? I didn't. I, I personally didn't like that one. Yeah, like Nothing Was the Same. Come through, come through, because you know I got things to do. Come on, bro. Wu Tang. Look, can you get on Amazon right now. Worst. Oh. that's Am- I Can you? Can, can I? Can I walk into a store and buy it? No, that's the point. That's the point. This is a store. Amazon is a store. You can get on Prime. I walk inside a store 
and purchase the vinyl like I'm in 1995? No, I can't. Uh, probably. I don't know. I don't go to a lot of vinyl shops. R.I.P. Rasputin's. That, that place is dead. Don't know where else uh, you would go. Oh, the Target sells vinyls and then hit up the uh, the new record store on B Street in Hayward. Shout out to the homie. There you go. We're taking a field trip there. Yep. Uh, let's talk about SmackDown. Paul Heyman warns Roman Reigns that he has to be a Roman Reigns like he's never been before when he's going up against the Beast Incarnate in a couple weeks here for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship in a last man standing match at SummerSlam in Nashville. It is going to be a moment in time. Um, do you think they... Well, We'll, we'll talk about theories, uh, his, uh, his dilemma at the moment. But uh, do you think they would really pull the trigger? you think they would do that? If theory does, possibility. He's, he's 24, so if he does that, he'll join Randy Orton as the youngest world champion in history. I like um, the sound of that. And Brock Lesnar, the youngest WWE champion in history. Yeah, 25. Yeah. Which the only reason Randy Orton won that title was so Brock didn't have that record anymore. Ah, uh, that's not true. He is mm. in a great story with a man who we're going to talk about here in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I love theory. He's a uh, he. He is something. He's my guy. Oh, really? Yes, and I I think he will be the next. Undisputed WWE. Does he lose the briefcase to Ziggler? Does Ziggler get the big moment again? Mm-mm. Like they can't keep teasing. He gets he Otis gets his baby back. Shout out Otis, bro. Otis Our, deserves to get the money in the bank briefcase. Brian, back. did you watch the table for three with Otis, Gable, and Kurt Angle? I, I did. It's been a while though. That's that's fat. That's fantastic, man. I love I love that. Give me a new appreciation for Big Otis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know Otis and Gable were like really cool like that. I know, right? They're tight, tight, tight. Very tight. Yep. Uh, this is interesting. Roman wrestled in Sacramento this past weekend. I should have been there. Should have been there to throw the one up for the tribal chief. I was backstage. You, know? no, you need to stop with the backstage. You're not allowed to do that. I mean, I was hanging out last week with Journey. You know, we were talking about the one and then all, all the stuff. You know, you know, I wasn't allowed backstage. I'm on the band list with Enzo. Mm. I mean, you were backstage at West Coast. Oh, yeah, but I'm not allowed at WWE shows. They hate me there. Yeah, because you talk about the creator of the company in a bad light. Yeah, I'm allowed there because I don't do that. Mm-hmm. It's levels of this game, bro. You know to play the game. I just want to see, you know, forget yeah. everything I just said. You know, I just want to see the Vince McMahon stuff play out. You, you, am, am, I, am I allowed now back in? No. You you you've you've buried yourself. You've you've struck out, bro. If we know anything about Mister McMahon, he gonna bounce back something vicious. I know. It's, Vince has beaten all the odds, bought up all the territories, mortgaged his house to make WrestleMania one work, bought his other competition in the nineties, beat the steroid trial. Like Vince has done so much. We'll see. Uh, let's move on to outside of the ring. Pat McAfee signs an extension with the WWE. Um, I'm happy for him. Pat is a great guy. He's fantastic. Congratulations to my punter, Pat McAfee. Shout out. 
Shout out to big to big Pat Brandon. Shout out, you know, I love me some Pat McAfee. Um, you know, he has his ups and downs as a commentator. He's, you know, he's very comfortable now, and he's allowed to say things and get away with stuff that pretty much no other commentator can, for better or for worse. And he look, he's gonna have another match. I can with, get away with it. Okay, okay. You'll see. You'll see an ugly. I, I, I get away with some stuff. Okay, I want to see you. I want to see you start dancing on your announce table whenever someone comes up. The ankles hurt right now, brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, we gotta wait. We gotta wait. We gotta wait for all that. Might might do a stage dive. We we don't we don't know. Don't get hurt too much because we still got our big showdown in November. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm training. I hope you are, bro. I really hope you are. I seen that video of that sprawl you did. Ooh, that was so good. It was the laziest sprawl I've ever done because that dude took the worst shot ever in history. Well, that ain't gonna be me. That is not gonna be me. I know you can't shoot. No, I'll shoot. Oh, I'll, oh I'll, really? I'll shoot all over you, Brian. Brian you, you you know we're uh we're we're shoot wrestling for the title. You know that, right? Me too. Oh no, you don't. You really don't want. That. You got um, to be able to play with Lil Zaire over there, bro. You, I've you, been training. Lifting up the remote up and down doesn't sound as a curl, brother. Zero. Yeah, that's right. I'm getting Did ready. Did you hear what I just said to you? Wait, what'd you say? Lifting the remote up and down doesn't count as a curl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sitting up to go get the Jack in the Box from DoorDash doesn't count as a workout, bro. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> Because I know you. Yo. Or <laughs> or maybe uh I don't know. Oh man, Mick no. Foley signs a WWE Legends deal. That's cool. He also filed some trademark for uh some 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 perp some uh wrestling purposes. And he has a his comedy tour is going to Australia. Mick Foley's doing he's doing the damn thing, bro. I'm happy for him. Mick Foley signed a legends deal with WWE. Yes. After how much he's trashed them. How does that even work? He's a valued he's he's valued member of of the company, bro. I mean, you can voice your opinions and still work there. Peter Rosenberg does. Well, I mean, (laughs) no, no, like you you have to actually listen to his show. Like when 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 Ish is bad, he will say it. Like still, like right now, he will. Yeah, does Peter Rosenberg just want to see things play out too? Well, that's stack guy Greg. That's his co-host. He, he, he wants to let things play out. Oh, but Peter Rosenberg doesn't want to think, see things play out. Well, I haven't listened to Chief Heat this week, so I don't know. We got to see. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. I guess so. Uh, Jordan Grace, you know, Mama Thickness, she talked about Chris Benoit and how he couldn't, he couldn't hang with the wrestlers of the day. Um, this is your girl, Brandon. Can you can you defend this? Um. Well. Uh, Chris Benoit, noted terrible person, terrible human being. That being said, he still was a good wrestler. Um, if he were to be transplanted into today's age, I th- still think he would be a pretty good wrestler. So, I mean, I saw it did stir up a little tizzy. She uh talked to Benoit's kid, and there was like another person that I guess was like very offended. I don't know. I like saw the tweet initially, but I didn't like see all the backlash and everything. <clears throat> so I can't comment on like the firestorm that happened on Twitter, but did you hear what Conan said? 
Mm-hmm. I think I saw I I post about I saw you posted it, but I didn't exactly read it because I mean I've seen there were other wrestlers who did get very angry at her. I mean, I'll just I'll kind of skim through it. He said, "I can't believe she would publicly come out and make an ass of herself like that." Uh, obviously, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Benoit. Without a doubt, uh, all the gears and all the dressing group. Without a doubt, uh, he said he was one of the greatest performers he's ever seen. His passion was second to none. His intensity was second to none. His preparation was second to none. Uh, had the ability to control a match and say, hey, we don't need to do this. Take this out because he was wrestling guys like Rey Mysterio and Psychosis and, and things like that. And this is the, the part of the thing where they kind of turned some heads. It was like, and bro, okay, yeah, he killed his family. Yeah, the guy had CTE. It ain't like he was a serial killer. Yeah. Okay, that's where I kind of draw the line. I mean, the man killed his family. He killed two people. I think if you just kill one person, that is enough to be deemed a terrible person. Yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, I know we're coming up with the anniversary and stuff, but I mean, at this it, point, already, it already happened. Or I'm just like so over talking about him, talking about his career and even what happened. Yeah, I'm just, it's, I it's don't the, even want to talk about him anymore. It's unfortunate we didn't know about things like that 15 years ago to where, a lot of that could have been prevented. And- I mean, I'm pretty sure we knew smashing people in the head with steel chairs like the Rumble 99 match. I think we had a feeling that was not going to be people, not a good idea. Are people getting hit in the head at all, no matter if you have protection on or not? Like always use, always use protection, folks. You know? Michael played football. He had terrible CTE. I mean, I played one year of football, and I probably have CTE. I remember we did Oklahoma drill. I think I legit got knocked out. Yo, was not I, I don't. Remember. I was in Florida and I don't remember what drill we were doing, but I got like cut at the knees and I got smacked at the top. Where I was like, "Oh my god!" Well, <sighs> I didn't play any football. I almost got concussed in a match once, though. That was fun. I think that um, Jordan Grace, um, Mama Thickness, anyone. You know, publicly speaking about Benoit, I think they should think about uh, his kid because his kid is his kid. He does uh, adore that man, Christopher Benoit, like no other, regardless of what happened. And so I think that when you're when you're someone of her stature, and I'm not just talking about physical brother, um. You kind of got to think about it. And also his friends, Chavo. And we know how Jericho feels about him and his yeah. legacy and his career. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she's she's in the right to have her opinion about him uh, as a performer. But, you know, all the crazy things that she said about him. Uh, and I'm not saying that she's wrong. You know, it's like that Stephen A. Smith mean. It's like, I mean, you're not wrong. You yeah. don't have to say it, you yeah, know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll so, move on from that. Uh, let's go to the fan mail. I've been holding this one in since like late May because <laughs> it's about Bryant. Oh, yes. Uh, Robert hasn't Walker. expired yet. I know. Robert Walker. So you guys really can't do any impersonations of wrestlers or anyone. I know Brian has a couple in the bag. You have any impersonations? Any impersonations? Uh, Give me all your monies. You've done that. I, I don't care. I, I'm I using my Dan Housen one because I perfected it in Vegas. I don't know You won't, I guess. Who, Give me a Danhausen, Brian. No, don't do that. Yeah, that's my gimmick. 
Don't do that stupid shit. Cause I'll curse you. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll curse, curse you, Philip. You know, I used to, but uh, not anymore. <clears throat> no, I, what about like an Irish accent? Do like, like a, a Finley accent or anything? I have like, a horrible, I have a horrible accent. I, I don't, I'm not even gonna try. What? Like a British accent, yeah, a Southern mind. accent. Like you just know, like mind. just connect a regional I, accent to a wrestler. I try to go. No, you don't. You I can do Patrick from SpongeBob. Yeah. <gasps> SpongeBob. SpongeBob. You know we did a. Uh, what the? <laughs> we did a uh, we did a show at Chabot. It's called the Cartel Life. Shout out to Mex Mendoza, former Bullet champion. And uh, we did we did we did two, and then the second one, I did like a list of impersonations. I did Bill Clinton, I did Doctor Phil, I did Michael Jackson, I did JFK, and I did Barack Obama. And we need to hear all of them right now. Oh man. Uh, I don't, know about, I don't know about that. Can we get Bill Clinton debating Barack Obama? Dream debate that we've always wanted. I mean, I, I haven't done them in years, so they're probably going to be trash. I, I don't think I've done them since then. I mean, the, Bill Clinton's simple. It's <laughs> I didn't have sexual relations with that lady. <laughs> she has sexual relations with me. <laughs> yeah. That's basically Bill Clinton. Anybody can do that. I haven't done Obama in years. That's bad. I did probably call my mom once as Michael Jackson, and that was like the funniest shit I've ever done in my life. I mean, anybody can do a JFK. Let's move on. Dan. Christian is on fire right now with his mic working since his heel turn. Now, there is a discussion being said that he cuts better promos than Edge and always has. Do you guys believe this? I don't know about the always has part. But I will say once they've both turned heel and I know Edge is probably going to turn back face with whatever he's doing with his vignettes, uh, the Christian heel turn and character thus far is way better than the Edge heel turn just because it's more believable. It's not, And we haven't gone with Edge for the past couple, well, pretty much since his return as this great family man who loves everybody, so grateful to be back. And now he just does cheap heat and calls the fans fat. I don't know, man. I, I I was digging when Edge was talking about his mountain of omnipotence. I'm like, yes, that is fire. Brian, what are your thoughts? Oh, Christian Cage. I like it. Gets me excited. But here's the thing. Um, it's a lot of a lot of stuff that he's saying. I feel like I've heard before like from someone else bro that man said your dad's dead and your brothers are drunk i was like damn yeah and i feel like stuff like that is like all right well well MJF's it's like not, if mjf's not there so somebody has to do it right see th- thank you see there you go I, I feel like i've heard mjf say a lot of things like this to people yeah when he's on the mic yeah so it doesn't really do much for the second part of this he, he says he also saw someone tweet that Christian has a bigger legacy than than Sting. Hmm? I mean, I don't know about all that. I mean, I I just, mean do, do people like not remember Sting in like the early 90s when he was like the guy in WCW? OK, let's. I I don't know, man. I I might argue the fact that Christian might. I know you were the Sting. I mean, but let's let's really think about it. 
Sting, the flare stuff, okay. The crow sting and what the the terrible Starcade '97 match with Hulk Hogan. Now we're just gonna skim over his TNA stuff, which actually wasn't that bad. I mean, I mean, when WCW is over, I think a lot of people, and he was going to WWE. I think people would have expected, like, okay, yeah, maybe Sting does some indie shows, and we'll see him every now and then. But I don't think we would have expected the most memorable, memorable part of the TNA run. I mean, I'm not, but yeah, I'm not. Yeah, okay. Most, I'm not a TNA expert. I mean, I am, but like, what was most legit the most memorable part? I think the, the Joker, the Joker Sting did kind of like revitalize him. It was a different type of character. Okay. And then now he's doing his stuff with uh, Darby, and you know the WWE run was a little was a was a botch. It was terrible. I mean, if we look at Christian Bro Brood, TLC, he was the first guy to actually jump over to TNA. And his stuff with Tomko, like in, in WWE before he left, wasn't bad either. Got to think about that. And then he goes and has probably one of one of Randy Orton's best feuds. I'm not gonna lie. And the ECW stuff wasn't bad either. So I, I dropped off five for Christian. And he be, he was he was the first guy to pin Kenny Omega while he was on that mega run. So come on, dude. The NWO is one of the biggest storylines of hist- in history, in wrestling history. And Sting was the person to go up against them and was like one of the only like true people. That doesn't matter. It's still what did he what he did in his career. He had a better career, I would say, than Christian. Sting was consistently I the top guy. I would say DDP going up against the NWO was better than Sting. I mean, Sting up in the rafters when Sting would propel down and make the save and do all those different things. It, it was is all it, leading to one match that was. It terrible. is funny. It's all that, tarnished because of the one match. Which Sting had his own personal things he was dealing with, and also some political BS with Hulk Hogan and and all that other stuff. But they it had is a better fun. match at Super Brawl. Okay, it, bro, that that doesn't matter. It was leading it, to Starcade. You watched it, Brian. I did. It was leading to Starcade '97, bro. Like, come Starcade, on. Starcade, was horrible, but I thought yes. the build was phenomenal. That, that's my point. That's my point. Build fucking phenomenal, but the one match ruined everything. It ruins the the legacy of the build up. I would. It doesn't. It does. I no, it I would say him joining the NWO ruined his legacy. I, bro, because like you like I can go back and watch the build up. I'm like, this is really cool, but I know what's about to happen. <laughs> Would it that now does knowing that stop you from going back and watching the build? Yes. Now I can go watch Christian versus Randy Orton, and they had like a five-month feud, but every match was fire. The promos were good, and they just worked so well with each other. I can go back, I, I often go back and just watch TNA highlights from when he was the NWA champion, because that run was really good. And are we just going to completely ignore the early WCW days with Sting and Ric Flair and Luger mm-hmm. and Vader and all the other different things he did? I mean, how often do we really talk about Circus? <laughs> we talk about Crow Sting. That's because that's because you know no one's a historian of the business. We got to pay pair of respects because apparently you know wrestling started with the Attitude Era, to a lot, according to a lot of people. No, bro, it started with like well, there's, the, there's like the Hulk, Hulk, there's like the Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. 80s and then we just completely shift for like 15 years to the attitude era i mean so real, those like 
87 to 97 stuff never happened apparently real historians like levi shapiro and myself will talk about stuff from like 1909 brother like brian did you watch the levi shapiro interview i did not Mm. you know it's a lot of it's a lot of camera work bro like legit it's really really great better than mine i mean he's he did the zoom in and everything like he brandon was on fire that night bro Hmm? hey i need Hey, we, we're doing like six inter- or seven interviews at Ugwa on Sunday. I need zoom in. Yeah, bro. Like he did the because Levi he wears that nose thing so we can breathe right. Brandon, the perfect zoom in. You got to watch it, bro. And Brandon got the B roll, and it was Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss. I, I didn't know I could zoom in. Yeah, bro. It's I need I need that kind of camera work on a uh, on Sunday, Brandon. I I need you to do something different for every interview we do. All right. All right, but every interview we're gonna ask the same question. Oh, okay. Hot tub time machine, brother. If you if you get here in a respectable time, I'll ask the question. I'm always on time, Philip. You are. You are. I, I, I was on time last week. You, you are. You're, you're always on time. This is why I keep him around. All right, uh, Alfie, Alfie Lewis. Random question: Are y'all sneakerheads? Yes, sir. No, I'm not. Ask me any. You got some sneaker questions? Ask your boy. I got a bunch. I have not. Are we sneakerheads? I'm. I'm not. I have not bought uh, sneakers in a while, pretty much since the pandemic, but big uh, Jordan and Yeezy guy. Ones, fours, 11s. I like tw- I like 12s and 8s. So if you got a sneaker question, let me know. Send them in. I'm not almost, a sneaker. I'm not a almost, sneaker guy. I almost got some ones for uh, Charlie a couple or this past week. Not this weekend, but um, the last weekend. Some, some ones? Yeah, some ones. I mean, I've I've never been a sneaker guy, honestly. I've I've always found it ridiculous that people are going to pay that much money for some shoes. I am. That's just my personal opinion. Like, you're, you're but there's gonna... something you wear, something you can collect. It's okay. something. Okay, it's cool. Bro, like you're going to spend four hundred dollars on some shoes that cost like forty cents to make. They, I mean, they don't cost forty cents to make. And for four hundred dollars, that is way above retail. Usually, I don't like to they, go for the resale. Bro, they cost they cost cents to make. Like, stop, stop lying, stop yourself. Well, I was gonna say they don't cost four hundred dollars if you do the right research and you get them for retail. Retail gang out here. Well, how how much are you paying for retail? Um, it depends what shoe it is. It can be like in the high one hundreds, maybe low two hundreds, and if they're it's, they're Yeezys, no. they can be like you know three hundred dollars. Nobody's. I'm not doing that. No. Why? We have more fan mail because they look cool, Philip, and that money is going to go somewhere else, probably. So might as well have the. No, it can go to your car note. It can go to. I don't care about cars. I'm not a car guy. I'm a sneaker guy. Don't you have one? Okay, but I'm not going to deck it out. And I mean, I could if I wanted to. Like. You can use the money responsibly, like pay pay some bills, or you know, get a get ahead, get ahead of the mortgage. Get what? What'd you say? You know, get some what? What? Get con- get control of your bills. That's what I said. I <laughs> don't think that's what you said. Uh, what does everybody want? Well, that's it. What does everybody need? Head. Head. Um. So, Mister X is back. Love to see it. Glad to see he finishes barrels. Yes. First off, to quote Bender on a hey, Futurama, I'm back, baby. Uh, is theory hold to Austin being pushed a little too hard right now, especially since we all know that Vince sees him as the next John Cena? 
I don't know if he's getting pushed too hard because it's not like he's on every show. He, I mean, he's just like every other person on that on raw. So I don't know if I could say too hard and he's not like getting shoved down her throat since like in the main event. I mean, I, I, I say that, but we just had the money in the bank stuff, but I think right now it's like on the cusp of maybe being too much. Cause I know Brian said he's a big theory guy. I'm not, I haven't been, swayed yet i used to be a theory guy in the beginning like in his evolve early nxt days but he hasn't really impressed me enough for me to you know take him to that next level but um it is kind of refreshing because he's a newer guy and we've had like the same roster forever that it's at least somebody different so i can't hate too much yes i agree uh it is something different i don't think that it's um being forced or it's too quick or they're coming too strong i think it's just right just in time because like you said brandon we have been seeing the same matchups we have been seeing the same people's pushed we have been seeing this this the, the title recycled and ran through the same people over and over and over and over and over um and with the absence of orton and with the absence of cody and with uh you know, us getting tired of Roman and Brock and, uh, you know, you can only do so much with everybody else there. It's like, OK, Theory is the perfect guy, in my opinion, to uh, shine up, you know, get nice and shiny, get ready to be put in that spot. Um, hopefully, maybe be champion one day. And I mean, I, I, I think that him losing the United States championship was extremely premature. I thought he should, should have still been champion. Um, I know him set up what happened later on in the night. I know, but you could have still done that. You wanted him to be Miz, like walking around with championships and the briefcase. Yeah. And I mean, it would have added to the McMahon, you know, I mean, think about how think about it. Him and Seth Rollins have a lot in common. Seth Rollins was also he wasn't specifically McMahon's, uh, you know, handpicked guy, but he was the authority guy who had the briefcase and was walking around with the briefcase. I feel like Theory is getting ready for a Seth Rollins like money in the bank run, where he's going to hold the briefcase, he's going to win a bunch of matches. Brody wins he's- the title at Mania, then then Theory cashes in to spoil the party. I would love that. I don't know if it'll be, I don't know if it'll go that long, but man, I mean, I think they're on the right track already. Him coming out. We need a long money in the bank uh, contract hold. We need, we need a long one. Him coming out, showing that he's not afraid of Lesnar, showing that he doesn't work. He does. He's not forgotten what Lesnar did to him. Same thing with Roman playing mind games. He's not afraid. Okay. Okay. A town down. All right. Um, what is the A town supposed to mean? Because he's just theory now. He's from Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, okay, got it. He also still has the AT boots on. <laughs> I've noticed that he hasn't gotten new boots. AT at it's for that's the at in Atlanta. Okay, he just didn't make enough money to get the L, or he ran out of space. No, I mean they call it the at out there. Like, yeah, I'm from the at. But... Oh yeah, they call it the at, not the ATL or Hotline. I mean, you have whatever. to really, you have to really know their culture to to know that. Okay, sorry, I'm appropriating. I I apologize. Wow, just because they had a movie called ATL. We need a Hayward movie. I feel like we do. Well, listen to the San Lorenzo song that just dropped. It is straight fire, representing the Zoe. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> don't ever say that again. <laughs> 
That shit was terrible. Wait, was They're this the Andrew or San Lorenzo? It's the Zoe, bro. No, it was San Leandro, right? It was definitely San Lorenzo. You didn't even watch the video. I mean, well, if you're from the Zoe, you would know that was. Bro, Luke. San Lorenzo is one street. Stop yourself. Uh, it's not one street, but okay. It's it's basically one street. It Talking is basically- like some big city slicker out there in Hayward. It's Just basically down. You drive right. down Hesperian, you get to the Walmart. You make a right where the Rasputins used to be. That one street going straight down to Mission <laughs> is San Lorenzo. Like yeah, okay, San- so you pick me up. Uh, that's nowhere near where you're talking about. That's San Lorenzo. No, that's San Leandro. That's not San Lorenzo. That's not San Leandro. It's San Leandro. It's, it's not. My GPS says San Leandro, so it's San Leandro. Mm, pretty sure it doesn't. If you click on my address, it says San Lorenzo. It's San Leandro. Pretty sure Royal High School is in San Lorenzo. It's- Bohannon Middle School is in San Lorenzo. Del Rey, San Lorenzo. It's San Leandro. Um, he also says, can you please explain why Maximum Male Models makes my head, oh, head hurt? I get uh, it's a heel group and they're supposed to be annoying, but do they uh, expect to pull the casual fans in with early 90s gimmicks like this? Um, hey, man. Mace, Mansoor, those are some good-looking chaps. They'll pull the fans in. It's Marseille and Mansoir. You see? Exactly, brother. That's why, that's why he's back. Listen, the Maximum Male Models is like uh, um, damn, I had it in my head. I had the comparison in my it's head. Brizongo. Like, no, yeah, but no. Um, It's Brizongo with like uh, Mean Street Posse attire. I have it in my head. I, I okay. Uh, he also says, with Scorpio Scott losing the TNT title to Wardlow, could we see him now make a run for the world title? Eh, who's the champ? Moxley's the champ. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's just another match for him to get built up and then just lose because I don't see him winning. Yeah, but that's a thing. But yeah, AEW's been around for what? Three years, we only had three black champions. Hate to see. Big Swole was right. Technically four. We got tag team champions. That's Big Swole was right. That's, that's two. Point. Big Swole was right. Jesus. It is such a bummer that I can't remember the comparison. It's like a fusion, like two teams that they remind me of. Um, Brizongo and the Mean Street Posse. No. All right. Uh, let's move on. Brock Heyman theory promo. How was this, y'all? Was it fun? This was good. Heyman and Brock at its finest, doing what they do. As many, no matter what, you can you can see this over and over and over. We can talk about how tired we are over and over and over and over of Brock and Roman and Heyman and the bloodline and everything. But Heyman and Brock, they have that chemistry that you could just, I mean, you they go out there and do their thing. And theory, like I said, showing that fearless uh mentality, showing that he doesn't forget he has not forgotten what Brock Lesnar's done and and you know what he let him he put him on notice like hey when you I don't care who it- what happened 
You why did you mute yourself? Oh my god, did I mute myself? Yeah, bro. I was like, what's happening? Listen, Theory says he's gonna go. He's going to win the United States championship back. And then he's cashing in the money in the bank contract. And he will be the youngest undisputed WWE universal champion. Still a mouthful. Don't know why they have to say all those words. But it's fine. Well, when theory wins the championship, they'll just make it the undisputed WWE championship. They'll get one title and that's it. Because guess what? He's going to have three titles. He can't. <laughs> Come on, Theory's gonna. He's got to. We got to simplify it, okay? They can't have my man handed, having three championships and a phone. How's he gonna take a? How's he gonna take a selfie with three titles? Get a GoPro strapped to his head. He can just keep strapping them like up his chest, so he'll just wear like three titles around his waist. Yeah. You could do, do the John Cena and just wear it around your neck, like Taker did when he used to ride the motorcycle. <laughs> or he could do the Jomo, which I've always wanted to do with the Bullet Cast title, but the higher ups keep telling me I can't do it. That's putting your pants. No. The people don't want me to, uh, the higher ups don't want me to do it, but people want it. Nobody wants that smell on the championship. I have a clean crotch, Philip, okay? Whoa, whoa! I think we found the name of our episode, brother. <laughs> okay. It is well kept. It is I want to say, do you no have the ball deodorant? I do not have the ball preserver. Oh my! I you, you got to keep it. It's it's warm outside. You gotta you gotta. That's what baby powders for, right? Nope, 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 nope. Right, no. Brian. Then it forms a paste, or is that just me? What paste? It, it forms a paste. You know when it gets too hot, the baby oh, powder yeah. it sweats yeah. and it like like have you ever seen the episode of Friends when Ross put all that baby powder in his pants and it formed a paste? That's basically how I feel. So you know, shout out Manscaped. You get the ball deodorant. You gotta. Lather them up and slap it on there, and then move them over and slap it on there again, and kind of give it a little strudel, and boom, you're good to go. Yeah, I, that's manscape, manscape. <laughs> uh, hey, I want to say real quick, I want to say, um, this last man standing match, um, this is the first between the two, right? Yes. Okay, so here we go. We said we wanted something different. We're getting it. Yeah. Last man standing. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Listen, they beat the hell out of each other so many times in five minutes, seven minutes, you know, 10 minutes, whatever. We know. We know that it's going to take a lot to keep both either one of these guys down for 10 seconds. All right. This is going to be a banger. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Carmella defeated Bianca Belair. In the stupidest finish you will ever see. WWE has really fallen in love with the countout finish, and this might have been the worst one ever. We had Bianca and Carmella get into a testy on the outside, and then Bianca's getting counted out to like eight or nine, and then Becky comes out and just like touches her a little bit, and Bianca who can clearly tell that there's like a 10 count almost about to happen. She's just staring at Becky like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? And then she gets counted out and looks so surprised. So stupid. She got distracted. And it was just for the title, too. She got distracted momentarily. Well, I don't know what the heck they're doing with Carmella. Can we just say that she's the most woman in WWE? Yes, we can. Carmella's entrance video I love it. They should do that with every superstar. 
Like they should have their own car- personal customized entrance video and not just their logo or their name up there. Well, they used to be like that back in the day. They used to be yeah. highlighted for matches. Yeah. They should just, I don't know. It would be like their logo, then it would be highlights of their matches. Mm-hmm. I'm about to watch Batman, guys. Which then, one? Um, Michael Keaton, the first one. Down. Oh, yeah, the Batman. I had this DVD as a child and I ran it into the ground. I watched this thing every day. Before I discovered wrestling, I was the biggest Batman guy in the business. Tell him to bag back. Man, I was I was watching Adam West Batman. You heard me? Pow, bang, kaplow, bomb. What y'all know about that? Bonk. Yeah. I was watching I was watching Batman in the 40s, bro. What you know about that? I don't think you're alive in the 40s, but okay. Um thoughts on possibility of Bianca running it back at SummerSlam with, with big time backs. Let's not do that. I think we're getting a triple threat match. Let's just call stupid. up Cora Jade, bro. She turned heel this weekend or this she week. Did. She did. did. But she's one half of the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. How's that going to work, guys? Um, Didn't they do this with like Braun and Seth? Like Braun turned on Seth while they were the tag champions. Yeah. Oh, no. Dean. D- it was Dean and Seth. Yeah. And then the Authors of Pain won the titles in a handicap match. Remember the Authors How of Pain? How are they going to do this? If um, you were going you to... They didn't need to take the titles off of Toxic Attraction if they were going to do this. I miss Toxic Attraction. Now they're having a 20-woman battle royal to determine the next challenger for Mandy Rose. You know what? Toxic Attraction needs to come up and win the, the WWE Women's Tag Championships. What? Yes. What are you talking about? Those things don't exist. Yes. They're still in Johnny Ace's, I mean, his former office. Mm. <laughs> I don't think they exist. They're in Nick Khan's office now. Mm. There's, there's a lot Actually, they're on. in Stephanie's office. There's a lot going on in the Khan's office. Both Nick and TK. They're in the WWE vault. Never to be seen again. You know, I want to go to the warehouse. I want to take one thing home, bro. I want to take a ring championship home. Are they on the website still? Let's see. I have no idea. Um, vacant, still holding them? They are vacant. It's still have, the you guys follow the WWE vacant account? Yep. That's funny. <laughs> uh, Ziggler super kicks theory. Ziggler's back in the quasi-main event scene. Uh, he returned as a babyface, what, like a month ago with Bobby Roode when he super kicked <laughs> MVP. Offer the Oakland position. Hey, if you want to, if you want to test somebody, you put them up against, you put them up against DZ. That's what they're doing with Theory. They did it when when Corbin got called up, when Tyler Breeze got called up, when Bobby Roode got called up. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of weird, as you said. Like Ziggler came back and just like they did the thing with Omos for a week, and they just never talked about that again. But I mean, it's I don't have anything against it. Theory's been in; he's been losing a lot recently. So putting up against Ziggler, where they can have a match, no one's going to care about it, to be honest. But it's just a way for Theory to what get do a you win. Mean, Mister the current Mister Money of the Bank going up against the, probably the greatest Money of the Bank cashing of all time. I didn't know he was going up against Seth Rollins. Bro, that's dude. Look, I get it. It happened at WrestleMania. I okay, yeah, I understand that. But man, that Ziggler cash in. Look, if it was so great, I would have had a Seth Rollins cash in plaque. I don't. I got a Seth Rollins money in the bank plaque. 
Well, I have both or had both, but then I sold the Ziggler plaque because I wasn't there. So who cares? Because what do you mean? How dare you say that? This is the big gold, too. Fantastic. Love the Ziggler plaque I have. Brian, I need to break the break the tie. Which is the better cash in? If you want to stay on the show, you better choose wisely. But if we know he picks your side, that means he's just being coerced, which means I win. We all yeah. know what his actual choice is going to be. Whatever. So it's a win-win regardless. Either he picks my side sure. or he was forced to pick your side. Whatever right. is the truth. Get ready. Um. So, Philip, yours is... He wasn't even listening to us. Is he frozen? <laughs> I was like, wait a second. That was good. Okay, no, refresh me because I was I was looking at something. Philip, yours is the Ziggler cash in. Oh, and then Brandon, yours is Seth Rollins. Oh, oh out of the meeting. Okay, listen, wait, wait, wait. Just Move. hold on before I say my answer, Philip. Make host. This is oh, hard. I can do, I can do this that. is difficult. The really? best. Which one's better? <laughs> Seth Rollins. <laughs> I can rename you. I didn't know. No, 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 please, please, please. No, 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 rename. Wait a minute. Don't rename me. Don't rename me. No. Let's see. Let's... This is actually about to be fun. Let's see. Rename. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I could do this. Guys, oh. I've been on maternity leave. Isn't it paternity leave since you're a man? Is it paternity? Or yeah, dude, it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been on paternity leave. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, for every, one, for every one of my fans out there live in the Bullet Cash universe, um, I, I've been on paternity leave, and I'm back, baby. He's back. He's back. And I have, a, I have one of the most fantastic babies in the world because he's not making a peep, and he's right there. Is he awake? Ah, he fell asleep. Never mind. All right, let's. Uh, He's already podcasting. He already knows oh. the podcast etiquette. Let's go over to AEW. Uh, no more daddy ass. Let's talk about that because we didn't talk about it last week. Well, Philip, you're the one that want to talk about it so much, bro. Daddy ass is no more with the acclaimed, and I'm sad. Scissor me, daddy ass. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's not true. Well, yes, yeah, so that's no more. Uh, Wardlow defeated Orange Cassidy. Is that what I hear? Yes, that's right. Retaining his TNT title. Um, it was a good match. Solid match. A little weird with the, the face-face matchup, and people, I think, like Orange Cassidy more than Wardlow, but I think they did good work. They were able to not, like, turn the crowd one way or another, but uh, they liked both guys at the end of the day. They weren't booing Wardlow. They weren't booing Orange Cassidy, so I thought, all is well that ends well. I still don't know where they go, really, with Wardlow, as they kind of said it's like an open challenge title, so I think he's just going to wrestle whoever until he loses or until MJF shows up and screws him or whatever happens to Wardlow. Cause I think him winning the title is good because it has hot potatoes so much. They can kind of stabilize the division. He can have a nice long reign with it. Sure. Jericho's promo. And he's bringing back the pain maker. Baby. 
yeah, Jericho just uh, standing there with his suit on, looking like a smug a-hole, and he you know, talks down Eddie Kingston, talking about his history, about he's won a barbed wire match, and Eddie Kingston isn't. So Jericho said he's a winner. Kingston's a loser. Said he's bringing back the pain maker. He's undefeated in AEW as the pain maker. So uh, that was a really good promo from Jer- uh, from Jericho. Kingston had his little retaliation after the commercial break. I thought his it was like an okay promo. wasn't like one of Kingston's best by any means, but I think they did a really good job building this matchup for next week. Uh, barbed wire everywhere match. I think that's what they're calling it. But um, is this being kind of the the cornerstone for next week's AEW Dynamite? It should be. A fantastic show, and the crowd was heavily chanting for Eddie during the promo, so they're definitely going to be behind him next week, and it's going to be a, a really fun match, probably a really bloody match, and intrigued to see what uh, Jericho's willing to do. Yes, sir. The, la- the one thing I did actually see was Claudio versus Jake Hager. I got this segment. Um, it was cool, man. You know, uh, They obviously have history from their days as Paul Heyman dudes in 2014 and stuff like that. And Zeb Coulter guys. And Zeb Coulter guys, that's right. Oh, yeah. there was Zeb, there was Zeb Coulter guys together. What was they weren't Paul Heyman guys? There's oh, that, that was guys. during that era when they were both on TV a lot. So that's how you kind of get them mixed up like that. Yeah, they were Zeb Coulter guys. Um, they were the real Americans, right, or something like that. Or yep, the stable that inspired Donald Trump to run for office. Thank you, Zeb Coulter. Yes, and Jack Swagger, Doc, uh, or Dutch Mantel. That's that's it, Dutch Mantel. Oh, yeah, this, I thought this was a good match. Man, it was fine, you know, getting Claudio a win on TV, beating someone he has history with, two former WWE guys, so the casuals be like, oh, I know those guys. Um, hopefully, well, I assume they're going to go in a different direction with Claudio, and uh, excited to see what they do, because he's getting good reactions. Uh, he's putting on good matches, so whatever his next step is, should be fun. Wardlow, TNT title, maybe? Probably not, but just a name to throw out there. Lee and Swerve defeat the Young Bucks and Team Taz to become the new tag team champions. It's about time. We, we, we got some got some color, brother. It's about time. The, I mean, this match was fun. It was just all over the place. There was just, I mean, it was a six, six man, three way, a triple threat tag team match. And they only had the two people in at a time, which I've harped on many a times. I think is really stupid, but. That's the rules are going with. Um, I will. I don't know if they're going to go down this route, but there was like a very weird tag where uh, Matt Jackson was being dragged by Will Hobbs and then Will Hobbs tagged Ricky Starks, even though Matt Jackson was the legal guy. So I don't know if that was like a planned spot and the Young Bucks are going to go back and complain that technically Ricky Starks wasn't the legal person because that's who ended up getting pinned. But. It, it is weird that the Young Bucks just won the titles and then just drop it a couple weeks later. But uh, Lee and uh, Swerve, fantastic team, two really good wrestlers. They did tease uh, Swerve turning on Lee, but he ultimately didn't. So I don't know where they go with that and if that's going to be something that's going to ultimately break them up or if they're just going to... Or maybe they you know have a rematch with the Bucks and then ultimately they explode and that's how they lose the titles. But it was a fun match, chaotic match, and I'll be those guys where the rules, tag rules might not have been on the up and up and being contributed or you know enforced properly. Brian, quick thoughts on this. Congratulations to Swerve and Lee. <clears throat> um, bit surprised 
Um, I feel at this point it probably should have been Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks, but you know it is what it is. I don't uh, who who knows if they even stay a team going forward at this point. Who knows? But um, I don't know what's next. I I don't. Swerve and Lee are good. They're very popular. They're very you know. So I'm not surprised. But I don't know. I I just don't. I don't know if I like it all the way 100%, but good for them. Congratulations to them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, Brandon and I were at uh, West Coast Pro. What do you think of Cruel Summer? What do you think of the new venue? Um, It was a bigger venue. It was at the Irish Hall. It was a cool environment. Definitely had that kind of super indie type feel. A lot of big names. Yeah. Uh, Alan Angels, Speedball Mike Bailey. Uh, Zeta Zang or whatever her name is. Tom Lawler, shout out. Curveballs and Chair Shots, newest follow. And uh, yeah, it, it was a fun show. It was a long show, um, but it looks as though this is going to be kind of like their their super card hall. Yes, sir. They have uh, King of Indies, and I believe they're coming back to there in a couple months. So yeah, they announced Pro Wrestling Noah. Dude, Brian, people were still walking in by like the third or fourth match. They did excellent that night. Yeah. Was and there was a bar. What? What? You got to, you got to hang out with the boys? How'd you like that aspect? Um, it was awkward because I just stand there around saying nothing. But shout out Levi Shapiro. He enjoyed our interview he did, gave us some daps and uh, complimented us. So shout out Levi. He's a good you're, brother. You're going to be getting all the compliments coming up now, here on Sunday. Oh, make we, all the boys look good. Yes, sir. Uh, before that, uh, Hood Slam Forbidden Backdoor is Saturday night at the Crybaby in Oakland. It, that card starts at like 9.30 p.m. Jesus. Uh, Alley Catch will be on hand for that and. Uh, uh, other names like Dark Sheik and Anton Voorhees. Agua, more gay shit is this Sunday. I'm on the call for some stuff, and man, we have we have a we have a card for you. We have a card, and I'm gonna be there. So Philip, I can get a six month at least reprieve for him yelling at me and blame me for not coming to any of his shows. So I'll finally see Philip being a big boy announcer. I know we have Sandra Moon versus Effie. Uh, we have. Dark Sheik and Jay Vidal, they're, they're in the tag team gauntlet. We have Keita Murray going up against Kid Bandit. Uh, a triple threat death match for the Beast of the East Championship. Big Toko, Juicy Finale going up against Tony Vargas and Funny Bone. Uh, then another triple threat, Christina Vonieri versus Anton Voorhees versus Nick Xander. And another triple threat, Abigail Warren versus uh, Rob Shit versus Mike Hayashi. Uh, uh, NPR's in the tag team gauntlet. A six-man tag or six-person tag. The Battle Kingdom consisting of Ugwa Champ, Dave Dutra, the Battle Queen, Lisa Lace, and the Gatekeeper Champion, Jordan Cruz, going up against uh, Adriel Noctis, uh, Jody himself, and Lazarus. And then, of course, the World's Versus Tag Team, they're defending their tag titles in the tag gauntlet. And so much more. You don't want to miss it. I was at East Bay Pro last night showing some, showing the kids how to shoot around. Shout out Juicy for for inviting me and in, in the crew for that. Got to gotta take a few bumps. Your boy, your boy my son, uh, we don't know. Well, we don't know. But thank you guys so much. Uh, we will be back uh, for our regular scheduled program on Wednesday. And uh, I will be dropping one of the interviews we do Sunday, possibly on Tuesday. You never know. Thank you guys so much. Stay clean, stay safe, stay strong. Diamonds are forever. So it was the microphone aside. The bullet cast now, fearless. The bullet cast now, fearless. Elite podcasting. No, we all. Elite podcasting. No, we all.
This has been the Bullercast. Thank you for listening.